When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Modern Day Debate. Uh, welcome. Uh, I'm your host tonight, Ryan. Uh, tonight we're going to be debating uh, creationism. And to get us started, uh, Luke, the floor is yours for up to 10 minutes. So uh, welcome uh, to Modern Day Debate, Luke. It's your first time here. Uh, we welcome you. And uh, 10 minutes on the floor. Way to gain knowledge. If that's your definition of faith, I agree. However, just, just one second. I'm so sorry to like to cut you off. Um, we're gonna reset the clock because uh, the desktop audio wasn't going through. So sorry, everybody. And also, if I haven't gotten back to you, if you've messaged me, I've been in the process of moving, uh, so my new system's been all set up and uh, ready to uh, have you yelling at me, Ryan. Everybody's on mute uh, for the next year. Uh, so welcome everybody and uh, enjoy the show. Luke, ten minutes on the floor. Uh, sorry about that, buddy. Uh, hopefully, I don't throw you off. Hey, all good. Maybe I'll uh, I'll be a bit smoother this time. All right, uh, let's go. Guys, thanks for having me here. Uh, so starting off, belief in a creator or creators is equal to, if not more reasonable, than the absence of such belief. Contrary to rising popular belief, both an extreme naturalist view and a creator view entail faith. Uh, first, we need to define faith. Faith is not, as Neil deGrasse Tyson might define it, hoping that something is true, but not knowing. Uh, he gets that wrong as he gets most things wrong. Uh, in Tom's debate with Ken Keithley, he said that faith is defined by atheists as the as belief that goes beyond evidence, and it's not a good way to gain knowledge. If that is your definition of faith, I agree. However, words matter, and our definitions are different. Uh, for instance, when I say I love cheeseburgers and I say I love my wife, I am not talking about the same thing. So let's dive into uh, as a Christian, what is a Christian definition of faith? That is the Greek word pistis. This is what's used throughout the New Testament. And this is not belief beyond evidence. This is actually the Greek word means to be convinced of something due to a strong argument and or compelling evidence being presented. An example would be when I leave for a business trip, I have faith that my wife will be loyal to me. I have faith not because I hope and wish that it will be true, but I have no idea. No, I've observed her. I trust her. I've tested her. And thus, I believe it's true. So that is what I will be calling biblical faith in, in, this, uh, in this debate. In, in this debate, I will appeal to the Bible in uh, the debate only when necessary for the formation of my overarching argument. And time permitting, I do hope to get into specific, specific biblical topics, 
But um, we do need to recognize the same authority and then build from there. And I hope to build to the point where we can recognize the Bible as as a, an authority. But for instance, if an Islamist told me, Luke, you're wrong because the Quran says you're wrong, I wouldn't care what they said because I don't recognize the authority of the Quran. So I want to extend that to T-Jump, to Tom, and, and meet him there. And I would need to have them build up the logic as to why I should care what the Quran says first. So we'll try and get there. We'll see. Um, I will, however, apply the Bible where it's relevant. Um, I believe that a creator is directly tied to a coherent worldview, which explains the reality of the physical body, met metaphysical consciousness, intent, and personality. Atheism, I believe, is incoherent. All too often, atheists say they would believe in a god or a creator if we could just test him, if we could just do experiments to prove him. But that's a categorical failure because the very belief in a creator requires that the creator be outside of time, space, and matter. It's a bit like saying, I'll believe that you love me when I can test it in a lab, or I'll believe that Washington really existed when I can test the living man, George Washington. The nature of the claim that he lived in the past means you cannot test the living man. So we need to use other ways to find out about him. Um, I believe that uh, that um, the existence of our universe demands a creator, which would be knowable and studyable philosophically, logically, and historically, but not directly observable, testable, or repeatable in the typical scientific method. This brings about a question I hope to have Tom answer. If there were a creator God outside of time, space, and not limited by matter, as would be ne necessary in the formation of the universe, how would you know it? Not through the scientific method. I can definitely tell you that. Since both views in this debate require the biblical faith, faith, which I defined early on, we must then ask which makes the most sense of our evidence, because they both entail faith. One big question here is, where did space, time, matter, and energy come from? Atheists and agnostics tend to dodge this question by trying to answer a far more immediate question of life on Earth with a higher power, though they are always careful to not allow that higher power to be an ultimate creator God. Aliens are proposed by Dawkins, space rocks are proposed by agnostic Neil deGrasse Tyson, but these are not answers. These are just rhetorical tools to push the burden of responsibility back further in time. But if you push atheists, they'll rely on, well, it took billions of years and it started very small. All matter and energy was condensed into a pinhead the size of a singularity and then boom. However, an astute mind will not accept this. You see, you can push it back as far and as small as you want. It still has to come from somewhere. If you really push atheists, they'll do what Tom did in his Ken Keithley debate, in which he, like all atheists before him, kind of waved his hand and said, uh, there's nothing but natural stuff. We have quantum fields. There's no reason to believe in a creator of any kind. Um, or like agnostic astrophysicist Brian Keating you might admit that life on Earth essentially is a statistical impossibility, and we have no idea how it happened, scientifically speaking. This is such a big problem that when asked how everything came from nothing, atheists Dawkins and Lawrence Krauss had to smuggle into their answer, and I quote, empty space, which is a boiling, bubbling brew of virtual particles, close quote. And then they both laughed as if this was so obvious. But did you catch the trick? Where did that boiling brew of particles come from? You can't keep pushing it back smaller and, and further and hope that that's the answer. It doesn't work. It's a rhetorical trick. It's not an answer. Elsewhere, Hitchens and Dawkins actually recognize the strength of the intelligent design and fine-tuning argument, asserting that both existence from something and, exist and the existence of nothing seem as though they have been designed. Sam Harris even gives his defense of intelligent design in the way of simulation theory, saying that it is not weak, a weak argument at all and that it's not crazy. Although we must again ask who made the simulation? They never want to answer. 
Look for that in this debate. I suspect that as most atheists and agnostics do, Tom will push it back further and smaller, but not give an ultimate answer. Atheist Lawrence Krauss admits this in his book when he says, because something is physical, we must define nothing as being physical, especially if we define nothing as the absence of something. This is utter nonsense and literally requires the redefinition of the word nothing, but at least he admits the corner he's, he's been backed into. Matter cannot be created or destroyed. The law of conservation of energy says that energy can only be created and not, or can only be converted, not created or destroyed. A creator must be immaterial outside of and in control of time space and must be the unmoved mover as a source of energy, the ultimate source of energy in energy regression. For this reason, lowercase gods, uh, which can be categorized as aliens or higher beings like Zeus and Poseidon, cannot answer the origins of the universe. Even if a god came down and said, I am Zeus, everything you've heard about me is true, then that means, according to Greek mythology, Zeus came from the Olympians and the Olympians from the Titans and the Titans from the Primordials, and they are very much in space and time. They can be hurt, they are limited, and they're ruled out as sources of origins. The biggest topic I want to address here, though, is the existence of the immaterial and non-physical mind, consciousness, intent, and free will. In, a, in his debate with Ben Shapiro, atheist Alex O'Connor said that atheism mandates that we do not in actuality have free will. Our mind and the actions and actions are preset just like a rock rolling down a hill. They do what they do due to the laws of nature. In Tom's debate versus Mike Behe, he said that Mount Rushmore is ultimately the result of an unknown natural process, not designed per se. And his problem with the designer as an explanation was that the designer assumes intent and intentional mind, which assumes an intentional mind behind that, et cetera, et cetera, into infinite regression. The creationist hears this and says, yes, exactly. That's what makes the creator the creator, that very element, that the creator is the unmoved mover. We know that Mount Rushmore was designed, and thus we know that by the chain of logic, we know a creator exists. Tom said that he had a problem with purposeful design because it begets purposeful design. I think that's the key to this discussion. If you grant purposeful design anywhere, you grant an ultimate purposeful designer. I think we need to zoom back, trace the cord back, and think, and I think it's fair to say, Tom, please correct me in your statements here if I'm wrong, that Tom's view is, in a sense, Mount Rushmore is not designed, and furthermore, free will and true intent doesn't exist. Mount Rushmore was designed by human mind, which itself is a natural occurrence of evolution and brains and great, the, the brain, gray matter and synapses are fired and uh, fired as they do due to a highly evolved ape doing what it does. And thus these highly evolved apes designed Mount Rushmore and it's no more uh, designed than water falling down a rock doing what it does by the laws of nature. This brings us, oh, sorry. Okay, uh, I'll get. I'll save the rest for for uh, questions then, and uh, we can uh, close it there. All right, that is time there, everybody. Uh, we're going to uh, kick it over to T Jump. Thank you so much for your introductory statement there, Luke. Uh, T Jump, ten minutes on the clock. The floor is all yours. Um, so I heard a lot of misconceptions about not understanding science, not understanding epistemology, not understanding my arguments. First thing is, even if God is outside of space and time, you can still test it with science. Science works on anything ever inside out space time outside of space time doesn't make a difference science doesn't care where it is if god um like sent jesus and jesus died and rose from the dead that would be evidence of a god outside of space time you don't need to actually go outside of space time to test things outside of space time if those things can cause stuff inside of space time so yes yeah, science can test for god just fine god's just lame and impotent and doesn't do anything which is why science has never discovered it because it doesn't exist um he said that Luke Luke said that science and 
and religion are the same because they both require faith. That's a two quo quay fallacy. It doesn't justify his position and he didn't show how they were the same. He defined faith as the same as evidence. He just said he's convinced by evidence and that's just how he's using the word faith. That's not how any of the biblical scholars use it. That's not how the Bible use it. That's just how Christian apologists try to make it seem, which is not how it was used in its original context. You can just talk to any historian about that. Um, how would you know God? Any novel testable predictions. That's how you know God. Very simple. There's the, what is it, like Kings 139, you put a wet rag in a in a glass of water and God will light it on fire. That'd be great evidence. Um, Let's see. Uh, my definition of faith that he gave was very good. I like that definition. Faith is a belief that goes beyond the evidence and is not a good way to gain knowledge. Perfect definition. Thank you. He asked me to give an ultimate answer. Uh, ultimate answer would be quantum fields. Quantum fields are outside of space-time. They are uncreated. They don't have a beginning. They are eternal. And uh, again, outside of space-time. So they are the ultimate answer. And there's evidence for them. There is no evidence for God. That makes them significantly better. First law, energy can't be created. God can't create energy either. It means energy is a thing that must exist outside of God. That's what the first law means. Um, Alex O'Connor is wrong. Atheism does not mandate free will. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm not a fan of Alex O'Connor. Uh, most atheists believe in magical, spiritual, woo-woo stuff. Most atheists aren't the skeptical naturalist types. Atheism just means you don't believe in God. You can still believe in free will, even if you're an atheist. My debate with uh, Behe, Mount Rushmore was not designed, was about if we just came on Rush, came to Mount Rushmore and having never seen any other information in the universe, would it be rational to conclude design? The answer would be no, it would not. It wasn't about whether or not it was designed. The question was, would it be rational to include design simply by just seeing it with no prior information? The answer is no, it would not. Um, he said that if you grant purposeful design in one context, that grants it that there's some ultimate design. Like, no, literally, it doesn't. Literally, no. The fact that there is a mind which could have evolved and then has purposeful design through its natural processes does not imply that there is an ultimate designer. Literally, just that's not how philosophy works. I don't know if I missed anything else. Don't really care. All I want is evidence. That's all I care about. What is the evidence? What is your evidence for creation? I didn't hear any. I heard none of it. So I'm in there. All right. Thank you so much, T-Jump. Uh, we're going to kick it into open discussion, everybody. So uh, back over to you, Luke. And uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he said something about, about Jesus being scientifically testable and that that would be good evidence. I guess we can start out there. Also, if you could restate that, I don't know about for the rest of the stream, but it cut out for me, he froze and then it, it caught up about 20 seconds. So, uh, Tom, what did you say about testing Jesus as, as proof? Some, if something God, like, God thing outside of space time could send a person, have that person killed and then revive them three days later. That's evidence. That's a novel testable prediction. That would so be evidence. So you would make a prediction. You'd say, I believe in God. Me, I'm going to pray to God. Let me just, because the you you can't test that. Obviously, it's not repeatable, testable. Uh, yes, it yes, it's extremely repeatable and testable. It's very, very easy. Uh, how, how? Ask God. I believe in God. I'm going to pray to God. Put hands together. Sky Daddy God, give me a person. Just wanting to generate them. Just snap your fingers. Poof, person. I'm going to kill him. Going to just smack him in the head with a baseball bat. And then you're going to revive him three days later. He does it. Poof. That's evidence of God. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah, but that's that wasn't the question. I mean, that's that's a nice dodge, man. But, wait, but wait, my the question was: no, 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 Is no, there no, a way no, to no, test no, for God? Wait, wait, one sec, one sec. What's up? Stop. You said your question was: Is there a way to test, or how would we know of a God who is outside of space time? That was your question, correct? And then, and you the answer: The answer is novel, testable predictions. One example of which is the thing I just told you. So, 
So that was a direct answer to your question. Your question was, is how do we know about a thing outside of space-time? Answer is novel testable predictions. And then I gave an example. The thing outside of space-time generates a person. We kill them and rise from the dead. That would be evidence. That would be one sure, the, of infinite, many, many possibilities. Right. But, but the historical Christian claim is that that happened. And there are other religions that make their other claims. We could explore those if you want. I won't defend them because I don't believe them, but I think they're worth exploring the evidence but, for them. That's irrelevant to the point. So the point was just, no, here's an example of how you could that's test for that. That was relevant to the point. Because if you're saying that the proof is this thing, which is exactly what the Christian claim is, then no, let, let me, I, I have to, I mean, you can interject uh, all you want, but that doesn't change the fact. Slow, slow you, down, slow down, slow down. So, so walk with me, walk, walk through this with yeah, me. So you no, asked. That something would be a proof. Yeah. The Christian claim is that there is a proof. So. Uh, no, no you, you lost the point. You, you, you've gone down a rabbit trail. You can only miss the point of the argument. No, so, well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, and, okay. And, so you asked a question. How would we test for a thing outside of space time? Mm -hmm. The answer to that is you make any prediction about the future, things we don't know yet, things we haven't happened yet, future, future testable prediction about the yeah. future, and say, here is something we predict that we've never seen before. And if it happens, and it's not something we've seen before and we've never predicted it before, that's mm -hmm. evidence of your hypothesis. So if your and hypothesis is exactly thing outside of space-time... Exact thing. So, so how do we test whether or not that claim that Jesus did exactly what you just said is true? Well, we would use the historical evidence. And yes, agreed, agreed. Sure. Correct. Correct. Sure. So if the historical evidence points in that direction, that's how we would test it, correct? And I'm not even asserting sure. that it does right now. I'm saying sure. it does point in that direction. Okay, so then we agree. So then we agree that, that if the historical evidence is strong enough and points in the direction of the Christian claim, which is exactly what you just said would be your test, Sure. If that is true, right, then that would be a good proof. And so you and I might disagree on whether or not the historical evidence proves that. I think it does. You probably think it doesn't. Um, probably, but I, probably think does worth, not. I think that's worth defining. Um, if you want to, we could dive into why you think it doesn't, or we could we could go into other other biblical proofs. Um, I'll, I'll kind of leave that up to you. I'm good with leaving that point at at least we understand each other. My My statement is what you said your test was is literally exactly the Christian claim. Your yeah. statement is, yes, it is, but I'm not convinced historically, but you recognize we would test it historically, not scientifically, an observable, repeatable practice uh, science. History is a kind of science. So it yeah, has to be yeah, science. It it's all I science. Mean, you know there's only science. So first thing, there's lots of Christian claims that would be evidence if they were true. Lots of them. Like miracles would be evidence if they were true. Resurrections evidence if they were true. Prophecies would be evidence if they were true. Uh, revelation, if the stuff in Revelation tatters, that would be evidence if it's true. So there are lots of claims Christians make that if they were true, they would be phenomenal evidence. So they're not proven false. That's the problem. So yeah, history, sir, sure. sure, historicity um, is debunked completely entirely just based off of a category in epistemology um, known about implicit and explicit evidence. So like if I told you I saw a dog. What do you mean by that? I'm literally about to explain that. Sure. So uh, if I told you I saw a dog, that would be rational to believe because we have an implicit empirical basis for dogs. We have scientific tests of dogs, DNA of dogs, hair of dogs, bones of dogs, lots of things that have been done with dogs. Prior to my sentence, I saw a dog. If I said I saw a unicorn, none of that exists. There are no past DNA of unicorns, no, no hair follicles, no bones we have nothing it's just the only evidence that exists is my statement i saw a unicorn in which case it's unreasonable to believe so 
saying things that have a past empirical basis, like I saw a dog, reasonable to believe, perfectly fine. Saying things like that don't have a past empirical basis, unreasonable to believe. This is why it's rejected in all historical contexts and law. So in legal standards, it's the exact same. So eyewitness testimony of miracles, magic, mythical creatures, paranormal, supernatural are all out. They cannot be justified by testimony at all. You would need a, a second kind of empirical evidence to justify those things. And then the testimony could be justified or believable. Without that, it's worthless. It has zero evidence. So eyewitness testimony of miracles or Jesus's resurrection, et cetera, are zero evidence. Just like if you today went into a courtroom and said, I saw a guy raised from the dead, they would not consider that evidence. They would just say you were delusional. You had yeah, a hallucination. Okay. Okay. So, so this is, this is kind of like the, the, um, the, the Dil Dilhunty rhetorical has trick. Nothing to do with Dilhunty. This is, this is not, you, you can't just take, um, well, so just to clarify, this is the standard of the no, consensus no, of history. So to take historical witness claims and throw them out as saying, well, they're just claims. They're not evidence because they don't fit my paradigm. Uh, that that doesn't make sense. So that's not the well, again. Um, this isn't my paradigm. This is the consensus no, of experts. That's not, the, that's not the standard that we apply to any other historical event yes it is it's all all historical claims this is the, this is the consensus of history we have a lot of testimony agreeing on the biblical narrative specifically let's let's focus on the raising of jesus we wait, have wait, wait, wait. go back to your other point so your other point was no no no, this no, no, no. standard is not so used we have people who history tells us went to their death no, no, stop stop you made you made two points here i want to focus on the first one your first claim was that this standard is not what we use for the rest of other historical claims or something. That's, That's right. wrong. So this is what you're kind of proposing. Wait, 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 is... wait, 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 let me finish. This is the standard we use for all historical claims and all legal claims in every field, in every document. No, all actually, in legalese, in American yeah. law, at least, yep. we would say that multiple witnesses do count as evidence. No. You can look it up. At witnesses literally do count as evidence. So no, I actually have looked this up. One step, stop, stop. Don't don't try to continue on. That was a claim. Pause today. Pause. Instead, we all agree that we saw a uniform walking down the street. That would indeed be evidence. Circle. It's okay. No, that would not. I have actually have looked this up. I have legal documents that literally prove this. I listed all of those legal documents in my debate with Jonathan Sheffield. The courts have literally ruled on this testimony of miracles, magic, mythical creatures, paranormal, supernatural are not admissible. They are not admissible. They are not evidence. No amount of testimony is evidence for any of those things in any court anywhere in America. And they have actual court cases where these were brought up. People claimed God and leprechauns and spirits did things. All of them were thrown out for this reason. There is no precedent. So you are incorrect. I have to see those documents. I don't know what you're referring to, but I think I think it's unfair to say that uh, that testimony uh, is not evidence. But you well, did. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say that. I said testimony of miracles, of, magic of beyond our our understanding. Anything superhuman, supernatural. No, no. Anything um, that has no past empirical evidence. Sure. So you you mentioned on that note, this is a good transition. You mentioned prophecy as as a you said that would be a noteworthy piece of evidence. So I mean, we can. Yeah. 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 If it, yeah. Prophecies that that came true. Well, I, I don't want to move on. Yet. I want to stay on that one point. So what what is what is your contention here? So I gave you the reason I said, oh, actually, I didn't give you the reason I told you just the principle. The principle is 
uh, testimony of miracles, magic, etc., is not evidence. Now, the reason is because there's other explanations of those things that are far better that do have a ton of evidence. Delusion yeah, has okay. a ton so, of evidence. So the Hallucination. Is that the, the testimony specifically, if we're going to go to a biblical case, testimony in the, the case of Christ rising uh, is reliable because of what people were willing to do based on that testimony. People who had been living their lives contrary to anything related to a Christian belief changed their lives. People went to their deaths for okay, that, that's them. A, that's and, a really great point. Okay, let me, let me ask you a question about that. So does the fact someone's willing to do a really extreme thing make their belief more likely to be true? Yes. So here, here's, no. here's the, here's wait, 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 the, pause, pause, here's the there is a guy. I'm going to finish this point because you asked a question. I'm going to answer it in full. Well, mine was a so, yes or no. All right, so let him answer the question just in uh, right quick TGM. We'll hand it back. Don't worry. Yeah. So people will very often go to their deaths or spend a lot of money uh, for things that they're tricked into, for things that, that they don't know or a lie. But for people who claim to have seen something in person, who claim to have had the experience themselves, for them to go to their deaths or to lose a lot of money or to be tortured based on something that they know is a lie. We're not talking about some street preacher 2000 years later who asked them for money and scammed them out of it and was able to trick them. For people to say, no, I had this experience as did many other people. It's also supported by those who don't even believe but recognize that Jesus was crucified, which we have a lot of secular sources saying at least that much. Um, then, then the evidence does become to stack up, and it does begin rather wait, to wait, stack how? up. How? Point in a, in a direction. So how? I think. Wait, wait, wait. So, so here's the question: You said that there's a possibility people don't go to their graves for lies. That's false. We actually have for cases where people do they things do. they know are lies. People will go to their death for things they know are lies. Not we in have lots of, Yes, we do. We have lots Not. of examples of that. But anyway. that's irrelevant. I don't care. I don't care. That's anyway. irrelevant. Let's say how. Wait, 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 wait. How is it evidence that was known to be a lie that people went to their death? Just one second there. Yes, there are literally tens of thousands of examples of that. And you can Google them, but I don't care. None of that part matters. What? I don't care. Stop, stop, second, stop. Though, you can just, Google it. You can just Google it in crap. five seconds and look it up yourself. I don't care. That's not no, relevant to my argument. Stop talking. Stop. All right, I don't so want to put you on mute, so let's just wait one stop, second there. Stop, stop. So here's the key. How is the fact that they are willing to go to die increase the probability the belief is true. Now, it increases the probability they believed it. That's true. So there's, it is less likely someone will go to their death for a false belief than for a true belief. That's correct. I agree. It's not the case that they don't. There are people who do. It's totally the case. But uh, yeah, Jim Jones, David Koresh, great examples. But the, the point is, how does the fact that the probability that they will go to their death is lower if they believe it's false, higher if they believe it's true, increase the probability the belief is actually true because that's a different claim you got one claim they believe it so if they believe it they're they're more willing to do stuff for it sure granted but how does that increase the evidence the belief is actually true that's what evidence is, is the belief the actually true not just that they believe it i i'm happy to grant the apostles believed they saw jesus that's great how does that fact increase the probability that it was actually true because that's what evidence is yeah, I mean, multiple witness uh, witness uh, corroboration and 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 the uh, account corroboration is known to increase probability. As a matter of fact, that wait, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back. I'm asking about the first the thing. Law. And uh, you gave it an example. You're not answering the question. 
And the the um the case of Jonestown, actually that's that's in You're not answering the question. That, that supports my stance because Jonestown was a known fraud who misled a lot of people. You're he not answering the question. All right, let's let you restate the question there, T jump, and then uh, we'll pass it back the to the question Luke. you said was that the fact that they believed it mm -hmm. as opposed to didn't believe it somehow makes it is evidence. How is that evidence? The fact that they believed it, how is that evidence? It's actually if, if true. If you perceive something to be reality, specifically multiple humans, that is that is noteworthy in the direction of that that thing actually happened. That's a, so, that's a separate one, piece of evidence. That's two. One, it's a different thing. So, right, so there's one let, thing. I got to let him answer too. But if, if one no, person, he's not answering. So the question, there's two pieces of evidence there. There's one is something that right, they we can't think both be talking at the same time. Okay, so uh, T jump twenty seconds, right quick, and then we'll okay. give a minute. To so you there's that two way. pieces of evidence. Two pieces of evidence. You said multiple corroborating eyewitness testimony. That's one piece of evidence. So one thing over here. Here's the second piece. This is the one I'm talking about. I don't care about this one right now. The one piece you brought up was the fact that they went to their deaths or were willing to go to their deaths for this belief was evidence. This is one claim. Now, the multiple corroborating witnesses is a different claim. That is a separate piece of evidence, which I will debunk later. But I'm focused on just the fact that they went to their death. Was the fact that they went to their deaths evidence that the belief was true? The answer is no. Short yes. But he, you're so the claim they had a belief. That's true. It's evidence that they believed it. That is 100% true. The fact that someone is willing to go to their death. Yes. Are we, are we going to ask the question? So, how is the fact that they're willing to go to the death evidence? Yeah, man. I mean, this, this guy is just monologuing. Hold he on. literally hasn't let me get through a 10 second well, He's just about I, to ask his question. So, let's let him ask a question. I'm going to give you a full minute to respond. And if he interrupts, I'll put him on mute. So, uh, T Jump, uh, just to wrap up your question there. So, again, the question was how is the fact that they're willing to go to their deaths? evidence that the beliefs were true. Again, separate from the multiple testimonies. That's a different thing. It's not the same question. All right. One yeah. minute on the clock. Sure. And I won't even need a full minute. The fact that they're willing to go to their deaths because multiple people claim to have observed the same thing and they were all willing to go to their deaths. It all fits together. You can make as many faces as you want, but this is true. If multiple people claim the same thing and are all willing to go to their deaths or go through great suffering or loss for a cause, it does point to the veracity of the story. That's the simple claim. I mean, wow. you can see your forehead and, and rub your head all you want, but uh, I, I mean, that that's how we live everyday life. When when you hear one thing from one person might not be as believable. When you start hearing it from multiple people who are willing to change their lives based on what they claim to have perceived with their senses, it is more uh, more evidence pointing in the direction that it was an actual occurrence that happened. Okay, I already covered this. Multiple testimonies is a different question. I didn't ask. No, they go together. They go together. No, they don't. They do. No, because I mean, you can we, have you can wait. Stop, 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 stop. You can right have ahead. multiple people see things and not be willing to die for it, right? And you can have people willing to die for it with only one of them, right? So there could be one person who was willing to die for something, and multiple people did not see it. And you can have multiple people see something, but none of them are willing to die for it, right? That's possible, correct? Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that last part again. All right. So you can have a bunch of people, multiple eyewitness testimonies, and none of them are willing to die for it, correct? That's possible. Sure. Sure. And you can have one person who sees something and is willing to die for it, right? With no multiple test, multiple attestation, right? Yeah. One person. Yeah. So they're separate things. They are literally separate but things, in this correct? Case, they go together. I don't care. They're two separate pieces of evidence. So piece of evidence one, they were willing to die for their beliefs. Does this increase the probability their belief was true? 
Yes. How? As an observer, yes. Yes. How? Because humans are not often going to their deaths because of something that they know is Oh my God. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to come back here. No, I'm going to answer real quick. You mentioned Jonestown. Jonestown is a really bad example because Jones was actually known to fool people. He actually went as far, if I'm not mistaken, as to pull uh, like raw chicken breasts out of plants in the audience and say, oh, look, I'm pulling out cancer. But the point there is he was fooling people. And yes, they did go to their deaths, but they were fooled into thinking it was real. So that's actually in support of my belief. So you thought that was a really good point for you. And whoever commented that it's not in support of your belief. Those people, they were stupid and they were fooled really easily. I'd say we could argue about their IQs if you want to, but they were, they were convinced something was true. Not a point I ever made. I don't care. To the grave. Not a point that's I ever made. I don't care. That, those are the facts of the situation. You this, can, this you is can irrelevant to anything want, I've said, but that's no, this is relevant brought, to literally any point I made. You brought up Jonestown. As no, 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 no. I responded to a question in my comment section. Well, None of this was a point, point I ever made in any of my opinions. None point. of this was a point. And it's not a great point. It's a great point, but it's irrelevant because I didn't, I didn't defend this. So focus on the points I make, not the things no, I respond no, 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 to. No, 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 no. So you're not going to steer this. This is not an argument I made. I think we're at an impasse here where we There's just no, 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 This is not an impasse. And so, so let's let's move on to a different. No, we're not going to move on. This is like. This is like a super basic epistemology question where I can just hammer on it and show how dumb you are if you don't understand this. So yeah, look, if you, you think, so, so I'm, I'm happy to hammer on this because I can just show you're so bad at epistemology, nothing you say is well, trustworthy until are, you can get this. If we are so, going in circles, it, it might I don't be care. This is a great point. Subject, I love so. this point. I'm not leaving this point. So All right, question five is, minutes on this one and then we'll, I'm going to spend as much time on it as I want. So the no, question is, you're not going to steer yeah, this I am ship. going to spend no, as much time I'm, on it as I want. No, because no. this is my time. So, I'm going to answer you. Five, 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 five no, more minutes. No, no, no. This I, is, I'm going to, so the question I here. I do want to let Luke present another piece of his I don't care. Uh, I don't care. That's I really fine. don't but care. You, we do need I to really it. genuinely don't care. So I'm going to finish my point. So five minutes on the clock. I don't care. I don't care. Stop. I don't care. So your claim was that the fact that someone is willing to die for a belief increases the probability the belief is true. Yes. My question was, is how, and you said, because people don't normally go to their deaths for things that they know is false. Does the fact that they well, know it's false. Probability? Yeah, they typically don't. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure someone in history has, but yeah, typically fair, yeah, fair. we're talking probability. Fair. 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 I agree. I agree. Yeah. So the vast majority of people will not go to their deaths for something they know is false. I agree. Correct. So it's less, yeah. lesser probability. How but, does the fact that they are willing to die something they believe in, increase the probability it's actually true. So, so there's there's beliefs over here, actual truth over here. So you have to show there's a connection between so these two. Either, I know when when I answer this, you're going to cut me off and say I'm not answering it, but that's too bad. So, so you you just said something. How does them dying for something they believe in increase the probability that it's true? Is that fair? Am, yes. am I misrepresenting yes. you? Or correct, okay. correct, okay. correct. Because. They all claimed we could go for one person or the group of people in the biblical account. It's group of people. So we'll go with group. Fair enough. They all claimed to be eyewitnesses to something, to the same thing. And it sounds like our disagreement here is you're saying that people being willing to go to the grave for something that they claim to have observed um, does not increase the probability that that thing is true. Right. I'm saying in order for one of us to prove our point, We'd have to look at data of people who went to, we'd have to dig through historical accounts and even modern day accounts. 
how many people went to the grave or suffered or were tortured or lost a lot of money or something like that for something that they provably knew was a lie versus how many people went to the grave for something they genuinely believed they observed. That's how we would statistically measure this. That, no, no. That, that's exactly how we would measure this. And neither Literally relevant. Literally relevant. So it's so the number. That's exactly how you would measure no, something. No, no it's Wait, like. You're, dude, you are so, you are so boneheaded. This is insane. Uh, I, like you, you stop, 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 stop. Does I, the number of people who stop. picked you their nose. Wave your hand and say, stop, stop, stop. And talk over me every time. Yeah, that's not how this is going to work, man. I'm not one of those. This is exactly how it's going to work. So. Does not, the fact that people no, pick their nose... Let's try to get back to the back and forth there, guys, okay? Does the fact that I'm people sorry, pick Ryan, their nose no, versus not okay. pick their nose... I'm not listening make, to you. I'm not straight, listening I, I'm sorry, straight. So does the fact that people... I'm not golf, listening like golf is a good I'm not going to let you golf. Does Ryan, the fact right, that I'm some sorry, group let's... of people play golf... No, make I'm not listening. ...more likely that their beliefs are true? I, I, no. I just gave you how we could statistically measure something and you rub your head like there was something ridiculous. It was. It was literally I ridiculous. Even, I don't even know what to so say. I'm, to I'm trying I'm trying to help you to get you to the point where you can understand. No, what like, get off your high horse, man. You're not trying to help me with anything. You're this just is like one plus one equals two levels of dumb rhetoric and it's not working. This has nothing not to do with working. rhetoric. Literally nothing to do with rhetoric. So, okay. so does, the, my, my point was that we could observe data points of how many people went to their graves yes, yes. knowing that what they claimed was false versus how I many people your data point. for something they genuinely, provably thought they observed. Right. I understood that, your data point. I, I, understood, I literally I understood that. that yes. So you can shake your head all you want. So so the reason I'm shaking my head is because that's literally irrelevant. So I'm going to try, I'm going to, try to help you to get there. So, so wait, 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 try to, try to go with me. Does the fact that let's say all lots of people play golf and only people play golf are, let's say, mathematicians. Oh. Does that mean that the fact that someone plays golf increases the probability that their theory on the world is correct? What? Exactly. Yeah. No. Right. It's completely irrelevant. Right. So like, it's totally. Like, who cares? Like, it's irrelevant. I don't, even, I don't even get what your question was. If if a lot of people who are mathematicians play golf, does that increase? I, I don't want to misrepresent you here. So let me give you my understanding of what you just said. A lot of people who are mathematicians play golf. Does that increase the probability that a golf player will have what knowledge did you say? Theory of the universe. I don't. Good at art. You can pick anything you want. I don't care. It's just. So you're, I mean, yeah, it probably would because, because if a lot of mathematicians play golf, they would have that, that is knowledge that math, I mean, you'd have to define terms like a lot, but if you're saying proportional to, to the population, mathematicians play golf at a higher rate. So will golf players have a higher knowledge of math-based, uh, no, 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 I'm I'm not saying math-based. I'm saying like art, pick something completely unrelated art. Uh, well, they'd be good at art, right? No, completely. They, there's there's no connection, right? There's no connection. The fact that there's a lot of people playing golf, a lot of mathematicians, there's no probability increase that they'd be good at golf or art, right? There's no connection whatsoever, right? Maybe not. I mean, you could argue that math and, and art are linked, but I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure. Right. So, so let's say there was a belief that everybody who had this belief was willing to die for their belief and did die for their belief. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they're more likely that that belief is true? If they claim that it is something that they observed, yes. Yeah. Again, I I just gave you how we could measure this statistically, and I would no, no I, I just gave you one hundred percent. I said a hundred percent, a hundred. Every single person who believes this 
whatever, it's a random belief. I don't know what it is. Any belief, a hundred percent of people will die for this belief. Mm -hmm. Does that make it more likely to be true? Did they all claim that they observed it? Yes. 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 I don't. Oh my God. Yes, it does. I don't understand why why if a hundred so if a bunch right, of people let Luca think, explain uh, if uh, if you don't understand we'll try to steer the conversation. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I I have, I have a question and it's it's really simple for for Tom. Um. So, uh, you you sound like would you call yourself a determinist? This isn't the question. This is just no. a piece of no. You you wouldn't. Okay. Um. So do you in that because you're not a determinist would you say does intent exist intent or we could say free will yes. I think they're fairly synonymous they are not synonymous um free intent does exist well, yes one 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 requires the other no. right no absolutely no in in no field of philosophy does one require the other intent can exist in any kind of determined system free will is literally something completely irrelevant to desires you can have all of the desires without free will no I mean individual intent has to come from from a a reasoning mind no. and so you could it, you could argue that as you did with the Mount Rushmore example um there's no real intent in the person who designed Mount Rushmore they're just their brain is doing what nature dictates that it does that's what you said that's not what I was that's not really relevant to the Mount Rushmore the Mount Rushmore argument is if we came to a Mount Rushmore and saw it with no past data, would it be rational to conclude design? Has nothing to do with this argument. This argument is intent is literally a process in the brain. You can literally destroy it or remove it or excite it with electrodes, give so, people intent. So you believe that both intent and free will do exist? Intent exists, free will in the way you define it, probably not. You're a libertarian, right? Libertarian free will? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. No, that libertarian free will does not exist. Compatibilist free will, possibly. I don't like it, but sure. So would you agree that, as you said, again, with the Mount Rushmore uh, example, a designer dictates that that was designed by someone, dictates a designer, dictates a designer all the way back into infinite regression? Is that no, still that, your, that has nothing to do with my Mount Rushmore argument. I don't think you understood my Mount Rushmore argument. I mean, I, I we, we could pull it up and, and play it, but I think it, it does. Well, but, I'm trying but, to, what is your, what are you trying to argue for? Or the intent thingy. How does this relate to your current argument? Yeah, well, I, I would I would argue that the existence of free will and intent. I, I would actually agree with Alex O'Connor here that the existence of intent and free will both uh, both necessitate a designer. A, a, oh. a well, why can't there be a universe with chakras and chakras create consciousness? It seems perfectly logically possible. What do you mean, no what do you mean by by chakra? Uh, um, you know, the spiritualists I mean, who like crystals and stuff and energies. No, and... Crystals, that, that answer is not going to work, Tom. I, I mean, so, so you That's, throw out the word. Wait, 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 wait. So, so the question you asked, is it possible to have. Because I can say that too. I can say when you ask me something, I can say, what about unicorns? That, that doesn't work. What? what? Oh so, my God. Oh my God. So, so you asked, a, stop, stop, stop. You asked a question. Your question was. Yeah. Um, does to have into or intent and free will. Seems mm -hmm. to require a God. That was your statement, right? Correct. And I said, no, it doesn't. There could be some something else, a different substrate that creates consciousness, like a chakra field. This is this is yeah. a, this is like their belief. This is not a random unicorn thing. This is this is a thing that is hypothesized to generate consciousness. It is their chakra field stuff. I don't believe it. No, but is it possible that that could exist and not a God, 
and still produce consciousness, free will, and intent. Yes, that, that thing could exist and produce all of those things without God, which is a counter but, to your argument. How would you define a chakra field? I mean, I, I need you what? to define is that because that, and the reason I ask is because that sounds like you're basically saying a creator without saying a creator. So what do you mean by like if a chakra field is what grants so it's not conscious. It has no. It has no intent. It has no consciousness. It's just a but substrate but of possibility. Star, like gives gives kind of, you know, gives life force. Is that what you're saying? You could have something like an an impersonal force that gives a life sure, force sure, consciousness sure. to people. I mean, I, I would argue that's that's a creator. I mean, you you could say it's an impersonal creator, but it's still a creator, and that's the crux of this debate. Is 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 what? is creationism? Is is the idea of a creator? Um, rational. So, so I mean, you wait, could wait, argue. So just, do, do you think a creator requires consciousness? Sorry. Do you think a creator requires consciousness? On the part of the created, or on the part of the creator? The creator. Does the creator have to be conscious to be called a creator? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, if if it's it, it depends. So is gravity a creator? Sorry. Is gravity a creator? No. But if you're if you're saying why did it make stars? If you're saying something that specifically has the the ability to to give consciousness, like a, a chakra, a spiritual chakra field, I think that's flirting with the idea of a creator. It's a good question, man. Uh, I'll grant you that. But but I, I think that's I think we both have to define that out a little more. When when okay, you... so 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 the the chakra field is like gravity, it just acts on stuff. So if you don't think gravity it, is a creator, then it, so so a chakra field is like gravity. It just yeah. acts on stuff. It doesn't have like an intent. It doesn't give anything. It just What's acts on stuff. On? What, what type of what type of belief? Who believes Hinduism? This? Hinduism is the general broad model that does the chakra stuff. I mean, yeah, but Hinduism has has a pantheon of gods. None of they? them are like your creator god. They're all like subsets of other stuff. So they wouldn't be. Yeah, but. But that's irrelevant, irrelevant, irrelevant. No, it is relevant. No, no, because I, I, think, I think you're appealing to stuff that I think you're appealing to stuff that is undefined as as a final point, and I don't think well, that works. Okay, so the argument here is there can be a field and zero gods. There are zero gods in this universe. There's just a field of chakra stuff, and the field of chakra stuff can generate conscious beings, just like gravity can generate. Okay. Black holes. Okay. Yeah. And you yeah, said so gravity is not a creator, therefore. Okay. The chakra field is not a creator. So, would you call that an elemental field, like an el a sure. field of, of of some some natural sure. phenomenon? Very well, I mean, I, I, no, no, I wouldn't call it natural because in their world, it wouldn't be natural. They they have a supernatural field. Okay, so so again, man, so we're, we're kind of at this place where it's like like this really weird, undefined. Like what? I don't even, I don't think either of us really know. It's what more defined than a god, but that's irrelevant to the point. The point was is do. You made a point that you need intense or to have intent and free will, you need a God. I said, no, you don't. Here's a different example with no God that still has intent and free will. That's all I needed to do. I don't need to give it a well-defined anything. It's more defined than the Christian God is, but, but no, that's irrelevant. Because if you're going to give an example, you have to define what that example is. So, so, but this I actually, don't, I don't, I don't. So in philosophy, all I need to do is, just so all I need to do is give answer. one less property that your thing doesn't have, and it's a different thing by definition. It's the law of identity, law of identity of indiscernibles. So all I need to do is say it has one property less or more than yours. Okay, and so, so whatever so properties so I want. The law different. of identity. So what what would you accept as a definition of a creator? We're not talking Christian God, Hindu God, Islamic God. Sure. Definition of a creator. Why? Because since this debate is is predicated on. Um, uh, the defense of creationism and is de creationism rational, right? We're, we're not looking at any specific God. 
Why don't you define what you mean when you say creator? Because it sounds like you're kind of, to me, you're trying to play conscious entity. Chakra field, but it's not a creator, but but it's they do have like God, no one defines that as a creator. No one philosophy. Field. So so you've got to define this out of it. Yeah, this is not hard. This is pretty much very consensus, very baseline in all the philosophy. So creator is a thing with some kind of a conscious entity, usually with an intent. Intent isn't required, who uses its consciousness in order to create things with either a purpose, without a purpose, doesn't make a difference, but it has a conscious entity and does things based off of that consciousness. A field is not conscious. No one calls it a creator, not in Hinduism, not in any of the chakra fields, not in anybody in, in physics. No one calls it a creator because it isn't yeah, conscious. It doesn't act okay. unconsciously. Well, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I'm not an expert in Hindu theology, if they'd even call it that, pantheology, I suppose. Um, but from what I know, their gods are all connected through their chakra field. So no, I don't no, think no, to separate no, out the two is really fair no. in your in your um but okay so, so 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 just to clarify, the the thing I'm talking about is not Hinduism. It was based on Hinduism. So this thing I'm talking about doesn't have any gods in it. Yeah, fair, there are no fair, gods in it. So so the chakra field thing is a piece of the model that they took from Hinduism. They didn't keep the gods, they're separate things. Yeah. Okay. So, so you okay. can have, so here's the thing where it generates consciousness, no God, just fine. Why is this a problem? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure that that would be a, a, a good explanation for how consciousness comes to being. Is that that's, I mean, there's a reason I'm not a okay. Hindu. I, I think maybe you could theorize that like it, it, it might be possible, but I haven't really heard you give a good reason as to why it might be possible other than just saying it might be, um, which, which brings me to, to a question, which is where would you propose time, matter, space, and energy come from in, in your worldview? They're emerging from quantum fields. That's like solved. But I wanted to go back to the, the time thingy. So you said that it, it wasn't a good explanation of the origin of consciousness or something. So <laughs> there's tons of different ways consciousness can come about just fine through naturalism, through emergentism, strong emergence, weak emergence, um, quantum fields through the chakra field, through panpsychism. Um, panpsychism can do it. All of these models generate consciousness with no God at all. And from my no, perspective, no, 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 they, they theorize consciousness. They don't right. generate. We've never seen any of those things generate consciousness. At well, all. Wait, wait, wait. So, so I'm partially in agreement with you there. We've never seen anything generate consciousness other than biology. Other so than what we, 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 no, not biology. You can't prove that biology generated. We do. We literally do, but that's irrelevant. So the question here is, you're claiming they're insufficient and somehow your made-up hypothesis that's just as bad isn't. Why? Okay, so I am saying that you are you are kind of appealing to different worldviews and undefined views of... There, there are competing theories of e even quantum mechanics saying this can sure. generate consciousness. No, we sure. actually don't know that it can. My only point here, as I said in my opening, is that belief in a creator is at least as reasonable as you having the type of faith that I define and saying, I think somehow quantum mechanics, quantum tunneling, quantum uh, anything can explain consciousness. Wait, I'm wait, saying I think you're lost. I think you're lost. So I'm not making an argument for naturalism here. I'm saying you made a specific claim that in order to have intents and free will, you need a God. You have to have a God or creator or something like that. I said, no, you don't. Here's a bunch of alternatives, panpsychism, panpsychism, strong emergentism, weak emergentism, right, chakra right, right. fields. All of these things are alternatives that can generate consciousness without a God. And you're saying they're bad, but your made up hypothesis isn't for some reason. So you need to give a reason why these guys are bad 
Sky Daddy, not bad. That's the part right. I'm missing because so, to me, they all seem so bad. You so I never said Sky Daddy. This is a debate about creator or creators. And so my my take here is that the belief in creator or creators is at least as reasonable as the belief in a naturalistic explanation. I'm not I'm not challenging your. That's what I said in my opening. Yes, I agree. I agree. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going back. I'm focusing. All right, just give him one second or two, jump. If you can hold on. No, 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 because he's getting he's getting lost on a trail here. So you, I'm not talking about the debate here. I'm not talking about the main point of the debate. I'm talking about the sentence you said. Five minutes ago. No, no. So you said that. To have intent and free will, you need a God. That's the only sentence I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the equally as plausible thing in the video. I'm only talking about your one sentence that to have intent and free will, you need a God. Yeah. If I can give an alternative, it will disprove that statement. It won't, it won't disprove your previous no, statement. No, but you about can't give an alternative. You're saying just, words, but you're yes. not defining how they're an alternative. So for instance, I could say, if I were arguing against me, if I were to be the devil's advocate, I could say, well, yeah, Luke, unicorns could have done it. Unicorns could have given consciousness. Does that, is that an argument? That's not an argument. That's just me saying words and not defining them. You haven't defined any of what you just said. You just said, ah, quantum this could have, or, or Hinduism or, or something. And I said, can you define any of those beliefs? And you said, no, but I've cited them. That's not an argument. That that that's um, that is um, that is so, so this is I had a follow-up question. So, so yes, no, I agreed. No, I heard that part and then I said so you keep appealing to quantum mechanics. No, quantum no, no, mechanics no. by the definition is just the study of how tiny objects smaller than atoms exhibit properties of particles and waves. Quantum fields no, 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 no. invoke are not the ultimate, they're not a being in and of themselves. And even when we get down to the quantum level that you still are just going, as I said in the beginning, smaller. Missing the point. Missing the point. No, I'm not missing the you point. You are missing the point. So what I'm saying, so, your point, you just said that we uh, prove with here. quantum fields and quantum no, mechanics. No, I didn't say that. This can come from. I did, no, I didn't say that. All right, we'll, yeah, let, him we'll let him clarify right quick. Yeah, and, so uh, so, so you, you, you made a claim, you, to have free will, you need God. I said, no, you don't. Here's some alternatives. You said, these alternatives are bad. Now, here, here's the point I was leaving. Here's the follow-up. I was like, why are these bad, but your Sky Daddy not bad? So what is the... To answer that, you need to define your alternatives. You why, can't wait, just wait, wait, go word, back word, 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 why is it bad? Define wait, go back, your Go back a step. What, 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 is this, what do you mean by define? What have you given? Okay, so, so I'll give you an example. Here, here's what define I mean. God in such yeah. a way that so it here's what I'm saying. answers the if, question. My belief is that, this is what I mean by, by define. So my belief to try and summarize it as as concisely as possible is that belief in a creator who is conscious and intentionally creates is at least as reasonable what? as any other belief especially naturalism. What? You said you said you said yeah but what about what about uh Hinduism oh or fields explaining explaining consciousness and I said explain how they how those account for consciousness you haven't done that yet wait 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 so so this that that sentence that's good explain how this accounts for consciousness yeah so when I'm you said these things are not good because they don't explain how they account for consciousness well now, you, you I have, might wait 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 wait, wait. Yeah. so so my question is how does the sky daddy account for consciousness in such a way that is better than these? That's the question. That's the question I've been asking because when you ask for a definition, whatever that means, how does the sky daddy account for consciousness in a way that is more sufficient than the other things I listed? That's the question. Yeah, 
Uh, so I, I would agree with what I thought you were saying in the Mount Rushmore video. I'll take you out your word if you say I got it wrong, but I'm going to be looking up clips and posting them later because I don't think I got it wrong. And I would agree with what Alex O'Connor said, which yeah. is that consciousness requires a conscious design behind that, requires a conscious design behind that into infinite regression. Now, okay. that is, so consciousness and design require a designer behind it, require an intentional conscious designer behind Why? it. Why? infinite regression why and i would say that the the final in that step would make sense to be a conscious powerful creator and we what could argue why? about what creator that is but that that's the that's the overarching view there why do you think that if a consciousness exists it requires another consciousness to have created it because that's what we've always observed we haven't observed anything to the contrary okay okay um so because that's what you've always observed. That means it's literally impossible for anything else to be true. I didn't say literally impossible. I mean, could could okay. you? I, didn't, I said oh, it, it, oh, it's oh. very so, reasonable. Wait, wait, wait. If it's not impossible, that means it's possible to have free will and intent without a god, right? Maybe I didn't say. Okay, but I, okay, I, that's I proper. Say, I did not say that it's literally impossible. I didn't. You, you said that. you said it's impossible to have free will and intent without a god. And now you're saying it is possible. It's possible. No, no, no. I, I, Let's what I'm saying, is, I didn't say that it's literally impossible for any other explanation of origins to be true. What I said is that creationism is at least as reasonable, if not more reasonable than competing oh. uh, theories of origins. And I think that consciousness, because we observe consciousness being the result uh, or conscious yeah. design, rather, excuse me, being the result of previous conscious design all around us, I think that's a good reason to to um, to to reference that as as a piece of evidence. So, so induction is fine. Induction is fine. But remember, I'm not talking about your original claim in the argument. I'm talking about your one statement where you said, in order to have free will and intent, you need a god. Need is a hundred percent necessity kind of a thing. And so, if you you agree, it's not you don't necessarily need a god. There might be some other ways, maybe maybe lower probability, but there can be some other ways, if, right? No, if if I heard it explained, I'm always open to hearing the explanation. I haven't heard you explain anything. When when I say it's possible, I mean I leave myself open to hearing good arguments. I haven't heard anything like that. I've heard you. Sure. I've heard you invoke. Uh, uh, chakra and random quantum theories that are undefined by you, as you love to do. You love to invoke these. None of that. None of that is, is what, important. Viewers, I, I'd encourage them to look into different uh, string theory, quantum field theories, quantum tunneling what? theory, because honestly, there are so many competing theories around the entire quantum discussion. You've never, I've never seen you in any of your discussions explain exactly which one you believe accounts for your worldview and specifically the origins of the universe. I'd love to hear you explain exactly which what? theory of quantum mechanics uh, and uh, and it is that, that you believe explains your and justifies your belief. Any of the ones that make novel predictions and get them correct. <laughs> That's not an answer. That's, That's a perfect I... answer. That's a perfect That's answer. But it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Any theory. Just any theory. Which one? Because there are competing theories which are mutually exclusive. Which one, Tom? Which one? Doesn't matter. Like what? Uh, Whichever one makes the predictions is the right and the so, right. So I don't care. I am unreasonable we, we, for we, saying that that a an intelligent designer. Can we, can we, let's go back. Let's go back to the argument. So your argument was that uh and your God, name one that you believe, name it, name the one and tell me why you believe it. 
Because you always say quantum and hand wave. You say quantum and hand wave. Yes, because quantum fields exist. I don't care which interpretation of quantum. Like I don't study the Hawking interpretation and compare it to the Hartle interpretation. Like so how do you I don't know that? care. That's a good explanation. I don't. I don't look at them. I don't care so what their interpretation. Why do you invoke it? Why do you quantum, invoke quantum them? fields have been proven no to exist? Quantum fields have been proven to exist. All right, just one no. second there, Luke. We'll uh, hand it back wait, to you. Don't worry. So, so what you just said is an innately stupid talking. question. I don't know about the Hawking model or the Hartle model. I don't care. I know Obvious. quantum fields. Stop, stop. I know quantum fields exist. Those have been proven in the Casimir effect. So the quantum fields doing the generation is the model I accept because quantum fields have made novel testable predictions. Which particular interpretation of the quantum fields? I don't. I don't accept any of those because I don't care about any of those. Those haven't been proven. Quantum fields have been proven. Which other interpretation doesn't well, make a difference? What do you mean when you but say that's irrelevant. Fields have been proven. There are Casimir effect. Google Casimir effect. Quantum fields Google work and novel effect google casimir effect it's been tested in the lab it's literally been proven yes Novel and none of it explains origins wait, out of nothing separate separate question so no going back wait, stop, stop 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 no stop. i'm not gonna stop you're saying you're getting stuff. off of no, the points that's irrelevant right, this is better than your sky dad we'll give him just one second no, no, and then we'll hand no, it back you are invoking things what? that you you had like 10 minutes no, you're you're invoking on about this quantum mechanics okay, stuff that is irrelevant that you don't understand. understand them. And then when I ask you for a specific example and why it works, you can't give it. You, I you literally just gave you one. Casimir effect, novel like predictions confirmed of, in a lab. Stop. Right. I gave you an example. Casimir effect, predictions in a lab confirmed. That, I literally just gave you an example. Even right. the Casimir effect does just, not. Uh, all right. Just one second there, Luke. Just to be fair, uh, the, the debate topic for tonight is the case for creationism. So uh, we are going to just uh, uh, try to keep it focused on, uh, on, on, on that burden of proof and uh, uh, on those questions related to creation uh, just because of the title of the debate. And uh, I think we're kind of going in circles at this point so let's no, try no. to so, get back to back something to before the, we get to the, the super chats and i do want to let everybody know just one second there, yeah. i do want to let everybody know uh that we will be doing q a after our open to, uh, open discussion so uh we're going to try to move into uh another point of discussion here uh so uh or you t jump and uh let you uh say what you're going to say All right, there. so we were comparing different models of consciousness panpsychism chakras sky daddy and you said the sky daddy is better because of Consciousness only comes from consciousness. There is no evidence that a consciousness has ever produced another consciousness, has never occurred. Biology has produced other consciousnesses through sexual reproduction. Brains produce other consciousnesses. Never has a consciousness produced another consciousness. That has not occurred. So there's no inductive evidence that consciousness comes from consciousness. Consciousness comes from biology and brains. So if I was going to say, what's the better hypothesis of what explains consciousness? Naturalism does, whatever. So your evidence of induction of consciousness coming from consciousness is false. It doesn't exist. But here's a bigger question. Where, when we follow induction, when should we go outside of induction? When should we doubt that the induction pattern is true? This is where evidence comes in. Like, obviously, I agree induction is good. We see past patterns and we continue forward patterns. Good evidence. Induction is good evidence. When should we think that it's wrong? And the answer is when a model can make predictions about the future and get it right before we know it. So, like, okay. do you think so, that... So, right, if, if we, do you want to talk about predictions about the future? I mean, because uh, we can go there if you want. Sure, but one second. Um, so the time when we think induction is wrong is when a model makes predictions and gets them right consistently. So the reason we think that evolution is true is because evolution has made hundreds of thousands of predictions and got them all right. Um, creationism has made zero. 
And so that's why we think that even though I agree that we see dogs coming from dogs, that's all we've ever seen is dogs come from dogs. We think evolution is true is because it got predictions about DNA right and fossils right and geology right and time periods right and all kinds of things right that we didn't know yet. So it was able to predict things we didn't know got it right. That's why we think the fact that we see dogs coming from dogs is not good evidence, but evolution is good evidence. The same thing applies to consciousness. Um, in the consensus in neurology, psychology, cognitive science, philosophy of mind is all that consciousness is a product of brains because that's the one that makes novel predictions and makes progress. And the consciousness is some other additional thing has never made successful predictions, which is why idealism is rejected and materialism is accepted. And so because testable predictions, that's why we would reject your consciousness hypothesis, which would be evidence for those other things, not your creator hypothesis. Okay. So there was a lot there. Um, that's quite a bit. We're going to so, give you a minute and 30, I think there, that was about what we had. So <laughs> go ahead. Sure. Sure. So um, I'll try and just answer two, two points that he said there, because realistically, you know, raising a question is, is quick and easy. Answering a question is difficult. Um, so you said that, that creationism makes, makes no, uh, novel testable predictions that's simply false the the majority of scientists throughout history which we now stand on the shoulders of studied science because they believed that there was a god or in some cases gods who made an ordered universe that can be studied um what? as opposed to naturalism which dictates that uh, it we came about as a result of random events and a lot of time and in that case there's no there's no reason to believe that number one, our brains can perceive things in a trustworthy way. And number two, that there's anything that will be um, consistently predictable and studyable. Um, and then, so moving then, he, he mentioned about, about predictions. Well, uh, wait, wait, so that one, you said creationism does make predictions. And then you said some scientists were creationists. Those aren't predictions. The fact that a yeah, scientist yeah. was a creationist isn't a prediction that creationism made. So to, for something oh, to be a prediction no, no, of a no, hypothesis. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I said that okay. creationists and um, theists and deists of various stripes believed that there would be an ordered universe to study, which is literally how science started. So so that that prediction, that very first prediction- It's not a prediction. Was based on, yeah, it is. It, they, they already lived in an orderly universe which they observed around them. That's something that's post hoc. It's not pre-diction, post-diction. So like, they know, and they predicted that it would continue to be because they believed that a creator had ordered the universe in a way that could be said. Okay, okay. So novel predictions, the way it is. I wasn't done. So you mentioned you mentioned pieces of evidence. I mean, we can talk about Bible prophecy. There are some very specific Bible prophecies um, there you are just some... you just mentioned a piece of evidence I wanted to talk about the predictions. So that's that's what I wanted to focus on. So like for something to count as evidence, like if I predict the sun is going to come to rise tomorrow, is that evidence of the spaghetti monster? Only if you have a reason to explain how the spaghetti monster correlates with the sun rising and you can the answer is no. The answer is no, because everyone knows the sun is going to rise. If I'm predicting something everybody already knows, it's not evidence of a new hypothesis. Literally anyone could make up a reason, say unicorns exist, therefore the sun will rise tomorrow. Not evidence, right? You would agree? Only if you correlate how unicorns dictate that it's going to happen. If you can show that the absence of them will make it not happen and they are going to make it happen, then sure, that would be evidence. But just I could make up some ad hoc reason to do that. It's just irrelevant. 
making up ad hoc. That's what I'm saying. I just said you have to prove with evidence that that they are dependent on one another. Yeah. No, no. So it literally doesn't matter if I could make up a reason in my head of why that's the case. I could just make up reasons all day long. That's never evidence. It is never exactly. evidence to make, make up, up reasons. That's what you have to present evidence as to why they are they are linked in a codependent fashion. Unless okay. it, if you couldn't do that, yeah, it wouldn't be evidence. It would just be a random claim that right. has yes, no yes, correct. So, so that's going back to the creationism thing. The fact that creationists predicted there would be an orderly universe when they were already living in an orderly universe. Doesn't mean it's evidence for the thing they just ad hocly made up no, and made they, up some reasons. There were elements of the orderly universe that they hadn't discovered that they believed would be there to be discovered because they believed that it was ordered by a creator. So thing, things like, like atoms or the motion of planets no, or... atoms were discovered by um, Boltzmann. Boltzmann was an atheist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there, there were scientists who are atheists in history, but the vast majority of them were theists. Or theists. Yeah, the number of be believers or non-believers is irrelevant. I don't care who believed. What matters is the prediction. You need a hypothesis, like the like. let's take neurology. Neurology predicted consciousness is a product of brains. If consciousness is a product of brains, we can scan their brain and predict what they're going to pick before they actually consciously pick it. We discovered that's correct. We discovered that's correct. That's a prediction that was made by the naturalist hypothesis. So you have, a, you have a hypothesis, brains are physical. If brains are physical, here's something we would expect to see. Do a test, discover it. What is an example of that for creationism? When did creationism ever say, here is something we'd expect to see because creationism is true that we didn't already know that we discovered? Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, from a Christian worldview, you could say the existence of morality, you know, the existence of, of absolute morality would, would be something that that we that we function we uh society have we discovered um, that has that been tested in a lab somewhere uh no but but so this did we did we know about it before uh, the bible so th and th this is what i said i i think that the existence of I, I said this literally in my introduction i think there are elements of the existence of a creator that are best explored using things like logic and philosophy rather than scientific provable uh experiments okay and but remember i was asking for a prediction right and so the thing for something to be a prediction is something we don't know yet and has been confirmed. So morality, we already knew about it. So so we, we do know it. We knew well, it before the Christian and it hasn't been confirmed. So the two things we need haven't known about it yet confirmed. We need those two things for it to be a novel prediction. I, I think it is confirmed, but I, I see what you're saying from from a, a scientific perspective. And and I, I don't know, man, I, I haven't gone through through a list of of um, of novel predictions specifically made by by scientists who approach science from a creationist perspective i'm sure they're out there you you could google them but um but that's i don't think that, that i have it, i have i've checked all of them none of them have ever made predictions that here's a like creation is a hypothesis of creationism that entails something that we would discover that we discovered it's, it doesn't exist i have googled them there are lots of creationists who've made this like predictions about neurology or how the brain works and just that was correct but none of them were because they had a hypothesis a creationist hypothesis that was able to make predictions there's never been a creationist hypothesis what, what do you mean by a creationist hypothesis so like well, um, give me an example of one sure. and why it was disqualified in in one of the studies uh, give me one of the studies you just said you googled some and why it is disqualified by a creationist hypothesis because it doesn't make predictions so the reason they're disqualified is because they haven't made predictions no, 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 but, but give me like give me a discovery you said that there was you googled yep. many that yep. were discovered by creationists but they mm -hmm. were not discovered because that person um, first presupposed in an action that would be caused by creation so give me an example uh 
Um, so like Hubble, Hubble discovered that the universe was receding or whatever, but that wasn't because he said, uh, God exists and God made the universe recede. Therefore we would discover the universe was receding. He said it was because of, well, we just made observations in a telescope. So like a novel prediction of creationism would be like, if I believed God was exist and God existed and created the universe, we would discover, um, what is it? The, the tower of Babel or something, or something early on in the Bible, the global flood. Interesting that you should cite that. So for, for years, um, the very existence of Pontius Pilate was, was um, decried and doubted. And then um, the, uh, I believe it's called the Pilot Stone was found in 1962. Let me just go to my notes here so that I'm not, I'm not misquoting here. Well, there's like um, six pilots. So no, but the existence of Pontius Pilot, which is now recognized to be historical fact, was established by the, um, by the finding, I believe it was 1962 of the Pilot Stone. Um, so I mean, yeah, a pillar in uh, 1961, excuse me, was found prior to that. The historicity of the Bible in regards to Jesus was uh, in question. Another example would be wait, that. Wait, wait, that's not a prediction. Again, that's not a prediction. We already knew he existed you prior to the Bible. You, you literally just what? gave an example. I yeah, literally yeah. Just met that example with a no, fact. That's not a prediction. Yeah, that again, that we already knew he existed. He, so he was, there was no, not, no, there's no, not debate of it. You just, said, you just said, if the Bible said that we would find the Tower of Babel or something else in the Bible, and then we did find it, that yeah. would be an example. I People gave, already knew Pontius Pilate existed. No, people yes, doubt. Yes, people doubt that's everything. That's not evidence. First, like No, no, I want people to see what just happened here. First, what? you tried to reason it away by saying, no, nah, there were a lot of pilots, but we don't actually know that. Then once you saw that you were wrong, you no, said, oh, well, everyone knew that Pontius Pilate existed, so it doesn't count as evidence. This no, is ridiculous, man. You no. don't want to be evidence. You just want to hand wave it away, say big words like chakra quantum theory. Not Are humans new? Did, did we already know humans existed? So, okay, so we'll, we'll go on. No, we didn't already know pilot existed. Humans, it. humans. If I saw it. a dog, do we do we know dogs exist? No, people, uh, dude, there are people. Do who we know dogs exist? Uh, no, uh, what I'm saying is Pontius Pilate was someone who was not believed by many skeptics like yourselves before 1961 to have existed. He was counted because there were such sparse historical records of him as a weak point in the Christian message and the Christian belief. Then when he was proven, those critics kind of got silenced. And now you just try to reason away from it. And now you're trying to rhetorically- That's not evidence. Again, you're predicting a thing that was already known, humans. A human existed with a name, I don't care. And and then you said, uh, uh, it's it's not actually evidence. In other yes, words, that's not evidence. Iris was prophesied by name in Isaiah forty. Oh my God! Stop! 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 That's before. not evidence. Not evidence. Uh, if if I said, you literally Spider just said no, that. no, stop, stop. You didn't no, no, understand. No, 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 you made a mistake. Look, we'll let him you made a mistake. And we'll if I back. stop talking, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. No, just all right. Just hold on. All right, all right. That's it. All right, all right. We open up our Zoom call. Sorry, Luke, we're going to let him ask a question. We're going to try to push the conversation back into uh, the realm of creationism. Before we get into our super chats, uh, I know that we've gone down a bit of a different path. And I apologize, everybody, if I'm a, a little bit tired tonight. I, like I said, I'm just in the middle of moving. So uh, T-Jump will let you ask your question, and then uh, we'll get into Q&A in about 10 minutes. So again, the example I gave was of a particular structure, like a like a that's endemic to uh, Christianity, like the Tower of Babel. It's only in Christianity. 
Actually, it's not, but let's say a pose it was. Pontius Pilate is a very common figure that there's tons of evidence of, of lots of figures and lots of documents that show he existed independent of Christianity. That's not that's not a prediction. You, there is a person named it. So it's like if I read Spider-Man, like say we 2,000 years from now, I read Spider-Man and it said, oh, look, there's the Times Square station. And I go back and see the Times Square station. Is that evidence that Spider-Man exists? No, it's not. It's not a novel prediction. Novel means something we haven't seen before. We've seen tons of humans. The fact that there's a human with this name, I don't care about. The question is for something novel, like a new brain function or a soul or origin of the universe or some feature of, of physics or something a guy named pontius Pilate is not a prediction of the creator of the universe i don't care tell me a novel testable prediction of a fact of the universe that we didn't know yet not just there was a guy named pontius Pilate. oh god amazing i don't care that's not a novel prediction all right we're gonna wrap up that question all right uh luke if you want to come up the mute there and uh we'll try to steer back into conversation here uh, about the uh, case for creationism. Make sure you hit the like button, everybody, and uh, back to you, Luke. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. I can. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so so what, what T-Jump just did there is he gave an example of, of the Tower of Babel, and then he said, um, first he said, that is what I would count as, as proof, something historical that we could find through archaeology or some other science. I gave an example, and then he said, no, 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 no. no. Then he said, no, no, I'm not going to let you talk. Then he said, oh, actually, uh, there were a lot of pilots and that wasn't found. Then he realized that he was oh, wrong. Right. Oh, actually, that didn't count as evidence. Then he said, the Tower of Babel was the example I chose because it's unique to the Bible. Then he realized he was wrong and said, oh, actually, it's not unique to the Bible. So that example wouldn't work. Dude, you can't even decide on <sighs> your, what would count as evidence. Um, so everything I said there was correct. Every single sentence I said there was correct. You didn't just, understand. Just one second there, T-Jam. We'll let him finish up. You got... I'll give you another 30 seconds there, and then we'll kick it back to you, T-Jump. And then we're soon going to get into Q&A because we're getting, I think, okay. to the end of our road here. So so we talked about how making uh, predictions and pieces of evidence, knowing things that would happen before they happened would be pieces of evidence. You said that early on in the, in the debate. Then you brought up the archaeological thing with the Tower of Babel, Pontius Pilate. You backed off of that. Now you're going to try and redefine that. I'm not going to let you do it. That's nonsense rhetoric, and it doesn't work. But... Yeah, there were a lot of prophecies in the Bible. Cyrus was prophesied hundreds of years before he reigned by name. Daniel predicted the Babylon rise, the Medo-Persian Empire, Alexander the Great, Greece. Hear me again. Rome. I'm not coming back. Don't do it again. Um, Don't do it again. Predicted these things hundreds of years before they happened. Just there were a lot of prophecies I could go through. Uh, excuse me. Um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Bible has a lot of prophecies that happen hundreds or Again, none of that is relevant to my point. They are so relevant. When I said a novel testable prediction novel means new something we don't know yet humans we know about i literally gave you this example if i said i saw a dog that is not a novel prediction because we have past evidence of dogs a guy named pontius Pilate is not a novel prediction and i explained this to you with the spider-man example if i read spider-man in 2000 years and it says there is a times cross station and we go there and see it that is not evidence of a guy swinging around with webs in new york city novel testable prediction means a fact about the universe i gave you an example in neurology that if brains are physical we will be able to look into your brain with an fmri and know what you're going to choose before you do we confirmed it that's a great example it's a fact about the universe we would expect to see under this hypothesis that's true so yes there are many pontius pilots some people still doubt he exists i was correct about all that yes there are multiple hypotheses of tower of babel i was correct about every single statement statement i said there 
But the fo point that you completely missed was novel, testable predictions. The novel part. I don't want a guy named Pontius Pilate. There are lots of humans. Humans were already known about. Give me something new. Unicorns, dragons, those are predicted in the Bible. Okay. So, so none of the examples that you that you just gave what? hinge in their correctness on a belief of atheism or an exclusion of a creator. None what of them. What a prediction you have, no, You would have to explain how any of the novel testable predictions what? of science hinge on rejecting a creator. That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant to a prediction. No. So, so they're not. So they're non-examples for for no. your side. They're just examples no. of the success of science. Many of those scientists were theists themselves. That's irrelevant. You have to show how your side hinges on no. the rejection of a creator. And secondly, I'd say <sighs> probably knowing. So you're right. Just saying, oh, a dog did something is not novel or testable. But saying a dog is going to do this exact thing in this place. And then it happens. That is novel testable. The Bible has a sure. lot of those. And if you let me talk those. for more than 20 seconds at a time, I could list off a bunch of those. Those have all been proven false, Like, but I don't care about those. So I want to pick on one point at a time. First, the point was uh, about science and novel testable predictions. So what's key there is it has to be something we don't know yet. People we already know exist. Pontius Pilate, we, it's a human. Great job. We already know humans exist. Not novel. Like predicting the sun's going to come rise tomorrow. Not novel. Um, the, 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 next, the next thing you listed, like times and places of things happening. Yeah, that would be novel. That would be great. All the ones in the Bible have been debunked. Um, but it was another point you said that I forgot about. Um, so so my examples would be like the brain. Predictions in the brain. Confirmed. We got that right. Hundreds of thousands of predictions of evolution. Hundreds of thousands of predictions of neurology. Um, it's not about... Yeah, it was about the thing you said that it's not contingent on atheism or something that the rejection of a creator. No, like when you said that, how is well, this no. only true if atheism is true or something? No, I said that those. So you're you're using these discoveries as evidence of something science did that creationism couldn't do. I'm saying plenty of the very scientists who contributed to those discoveries were creationists. So you have to show. How those discoveries exclude creationism. If creationism played into that discovery, you don't get to use it as an example. So that's the point I want to respond to. So that's irrelevant. It's literally irrelevant who was creationism or not. Give me an example of something that was that was discovered and in a novel, predictable way, with the with the strict exclusion of a creator being involved, and that would be evidence. So something I just that, did that. So for instance. I just, I just did that. Just, if no, if no, no, no. consciousness so, is a product of the brain. If I said, if I said, if there is no God, um, if I said, if there is no God, this pen will fall. What? And then, and and, and I, I show that the reason what? it will fall yes, will be. Yes, I understood. I understood your point. Listen, wait, wait, go, go, go back. So here's my example. Listen carefully. Tell me if brains are physical, we will be able to use an fMRI to look at your brain and know what you're going to decide before you do. There's that no would be, evidence. there literally is. We've proven this in a lab many, many times. Now, whether you believe it, I don't care if you believe it. That's not the point. I'm not trying to make you believe it. I don't care. The point is, is this was a novel prediction that is contrary. Like it would, this goes against creationism because creationism think that consciousness is like the, the starting point of individuality or something and can't be determined by your physical states or whatever. And so this would be a contrary hypothesis to the creationist hypothesis. Um, it's one of many, many examples. Um, the second thing you said is I don't need to exclude creationism. That's you literally doesn't make a difference. I just need a model, 
So like there's a model of naturalism that all, all the only thing that exists is natural stuff. If this is true, we'll discover gravity is X or whatever. If we discover gravity is X, that would be evidence of naturalism, the even if it doesn't exclude God, because it doesn't need to exclude to God. At the exclusion of a creator. No. Otherwise, no it's not evidence for either side. If you like, just, so if, if I just say, oh if I just say, hey, um, I think that this bubble is going to pop and it does indeed pop. That doesn't prove whether or not uh, that there's a, a creator. That that just proves that my hypothesis about that bubble was correct. So I need to, what I would need to do to disprove a creator by popping that bubble is to explain if they're oh sorry guys, can you still hear me? I got a low battery. Yeah, yep, okay. we can still hear you. What I, I would have to do is to explain if this bubble pops, it excludes a creator because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to show that it pops and thus there cannot be a creator. That would be evidence. Okay. Just showing something that science discovered, much of that science at the hands of theists and deists does not disprove a creator. Secondly, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. So, so two things there. One thing is that no. legs on your point that that um that free will doesn't exist and, and a brain's decisions can be predicted uh, with 100% accuracy. What? That was irrelevant. I didn't make that point. So first thing, you're you wrong. Didn't. You do not need to exclude other hypotheses. This is a fact in philosophy known as the problem of underdetermination. You can always post hoc explain any data to make it fit any hypothesis ever. So it's literally impossible to find a piece of data that is completely exclusionary to another hypothesis. Can't be done. Literally can't be done. So like you could say... Um, all of the evidence we've discovered was created by a leprechaun and all of the universe was created by a leprechaun five seconds ago with just these memories or whatever. You can make any evidence you want fit any hypothesis with post hoc reasoning. You can never, ever exclude another hypothesis. It's literally impossible. That's not how evidence works. Discovery and you're crediting it to a, to a worldview, to a belief. No, no. So if there is a prediction made by a worldview, so naturalism is true. If naturalism is true, uh, we'll be able to look in brains and see what you're going to do or whatever. So if you have a hypothesis that makes a prediction and that prediction is discovered to be correct, it's novel. It has to be something we don't already know yet. It's like a bubble will pop. Anybody could predict that, not novel. If it's a novel prediction that nobody else was expecting and is correct, that would be evidence of naturalism. Even if God could also explain it, post hoc doesn't matter. Post Anybody can post hoc explain anything. It's called the problem of underdetermination. Therefore, evidence is simply the ability to predict new information before we discover it, because not everybody can do that. So you don't need to exclude creationism. Irrelevant. Also, whether or not creationists did work in a field doesn't mean that's evidence of creationism. Because again, you have to start with the hypothesis that God exists or a creator exists, and then build from that hypothesis an expected conclusion. So if God exists... Which we can do. What would be the examples? Because I've seen zero. I, I just gave you a bunch. So there is biblical prophecy as an example. There's the existence of morality. There's the existence Again, of morality, morality we knew about already. And free will. There, no, no. But the the existence of morality necessitates an ultimate source of morality. It does not. It does. Well, yeah. So I agree. It does necessitate an ultimate source of morality for objective morality. It just doesn't need a god. So, but again, something we already knew about. You Where can't you claim that as evidence. Morality comes from. And come from lots of things and come from a platonic object, an a priori abstract, uh, law of the universe, a moral law. No, no, no. So, so this is what you do you scatter shot out a bunch of random words and then you don't define any of them. This would be like saying it could come from a god, it could come from Zeus, it could come from Yahweh, it could come from no, no, no. 
come from Neptune. No, you need to define how it would come from any of those things. So you can't I'm listing claims when I do that, just clarify. Evidence. When I do that, I'm listing things that are well established in philosophy that you can just Google because like if I list colors, red, blue, yellow, green, I don't so need to define what those are because no. these are well understood terms in the field. Yeah, give it to me. What? Ultimate source of morality. Go ahead. Platonic field, a priori abstract, moral naturalism, um, any of those work. Again, Ow. these lists, these li I don't I don't need to explain that. It's a stupid question. Ooh. Like if I give you a list of colors and you ask me, well, why is that yellow? You can Google it on your own. This is well That's discovered. Not That's not what it I'm is. asking. literally is. No, That's I'm literally what. So a platonic well, object is well, a moral object. Something as an explanation. I'm asking you to show how it is an explanation. That's not asking no, you to no, describe no. the color yellow. That's asking you to show if I say if each I say, of these have different explanations that you can Google on your own. These are well-established no, things. Wait, like, you're like, supposed to have the knowledge no, to present no, your viewpoint. Yeah, so no, I'm no. saying morale, the existence of absolute morality, which we both just agreed exists, is evidence for God. I can explain how that is on my side if you want me to, but I'd like you to explain on your side. So again, the reason I list these things is they are well-established and just show that you're ignorant of so philosophy. Me, Wait, stop, stop, stop. I could explain oh, these. I could. Yeah. I don't care to because it's not relevant to the point. You made a claim. It is relevant. You need morality for God. I just well, gave you a whole list. Claim, of and you can't God. back it up. This is like the fourth time. I can that... back it up. It's just irrelevant to my point. I want to go back to my point. You have so. to find your claims. Oh my God. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. So that talking. does matter. Stop talking. I don't care. So... You made a claim you need morality for God. I debunked that by giving you a whole list that you can all check on your own, see how they work. And you stop, can't stop just talking. saying stop talking. stuff. Stop doesn't talking. Stop talking. If I give point, words that are defined in philosophy, shortly. that are well-defined in philosophy, and you can find entire books about how they work give just by going one. from the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, stop talking. Give and you one. can check out why they work just fine on your own. Okay. Explain what. I don't need to explain any of them. They're all yes, well explained you, on the Stanford Encyclopedia. Okay. Shut in up. Things Shut explanation up. That oh are my God. All right. Shut if up. we're just going to be cross-talking. All right. Yeah. You guys are both muted for the stream. So like nobody can hear you right now because you're both cross-talking each other. We're going to move into Q&A, everybody, because uh, I think we're coming up to an impasse. So we're going to let you guys generate the uh, conversation. T-Jump has jumped out. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to move over here while I fix up the screens. Alrighty. All going to move over. So uh, there we go. Got my screens all lined up here and I'll get that all fixed up for you guys. But yes, do hit the like button. It's been really lively tonight. Uh, a little bit lo more lively than uh, what I might have been expecting right off the bat. But uh, uh, here we are. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed as well. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always interesting. So let's see here. YouTube. Come on now. You'd be my friend, right? You load up for me here. All right. Uh, take it back, Eden. Uh, welcome. Mm, I like that with his uh, membership there. Thanks for those guys. Arcade Outpost says, guys painting their nails black is so super cool in 1996 when Craft came out. Ah, see, I didn't read that one before, uh, but uh, it's fine. We'll continue on. Imagination Avenue for $5. What is your opinion on an AI running for president in the future third political party and secular humanist morality for details if necessary and now i'm going to apologize once again everybody that i am tired so i might be missing the bar here by uh, thanking luke uh, for sticking around i'm going to ask luke despite being the only person here if it's all right uh, to ask these questions and if he's cool to uh, respond to them is that all right with you luke 
Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I've got about um, half an hour. Call it till 10, if that's good. All right. Let's go through some of the Super Chats, guys. And if you have any other questions, uh, pop them in there and uh, uh, maybe we'll get around to them if, uh, if Luke's good with that. Uh, Imagination Avenue said, uh, so the question about AI running for president in the future, third political party and secular humanist morality for details if necessary. Um, so I think he's saying, or she uh, is saying an AI kind of program for secular humanist morality. Is that is that kind of how you're interpreting that? Uh, well, I'm not sure exactly what they're saying. Okay. Here. Maybe if you want to clarify in the live chat there, Imagination Avenue, just uh, uh, tag Ryan Adamad in the, uh, in the yeah, live chat. I'll, just, uh, I'll take a 10-second stab at it real quick. If they're saying an AI program to have secular humanist morality as its basis um, running for a third-party president, I mean, it's funny. I think we might get to a point where AIs are programmed to make policy. I wouldn't really like one that was operating on secular humanist morality because – Basically, that would that would dictate survival of the fittest. And those of us who are smarter, stronger or more successful could do anything we want to to anyone else, because that's what Darwinian evolution and thus downstream of that secular humanist philosophy dictates. All right. Well, let's continue on here, everybody. Keep the super chats coming in if you get any other questions uh, or, uh, yeah, we'd love to see uh, uh, putting your thoughts in there. You can also tag me in the live <laughs> chat if you have any questions. Uh, let's see here. Matters Now. I'm holding an after show for people with beautiful hair. So Luke and Tom are invited to Matters Now to hang out. Hair not required from Ozean uh, from over Matters Now. So there's going to be an after show. Uh, it's going to be fun. LJ dollar ninety nine says, "Has the Big Bang ever been scientifically repeated?" Um, no. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. Cool, cool. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. On the Big Bang, I mean, you know, I had stuff I, I would say about T Jump, but I'm not going to say those things because he's not here to to answer or represent himself. But I will say, atheists in general. As I said in my entry uh, to, to this debate, they love to appeal to things smaller and further away, which you can Google, as, as T-Jump was saying, you can Google quantum theory, quantum tunneling, quantum fields. That's all it is, guys, is making things smaller and then extending time. Because as you get into things like Planck's time, seconds become you know millions of years and, and things like that. Um, all it is, is is appealing smaller and further away for the origins of the universe. Um, and, you know, that's going off of the question. Yeah, it has never been observed or repeated again. Um, but there's no answer for 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 the, the smaller and further away problem. That's all that they can do. And that's all that was done tonight. All right. Well, let's carry on there. And thank you for your super chats. And uh, yeah, like I say, keep them coming in. Uh, we want to try to generate a little bit of conversation uh, before we wrap up, if that's cool. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to check into the uh, live chat in just one second. So uh, Samir Farsane says, if all golfer, golfers who were presented, uh, sorry, if all golfers who were present testify someone had a 500-yard hole-in-one, would you dismiss their claim because it's unnatural and never seen before? I think that one was for T-Jump, but uh, you can elaborate yeah, on Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's for T-Jump, but again, the, the only reason I'll reference him, like I said, I don't like debating people who aren't here, but I will reference this because the question did and because it is something that he said, so I think it's fair game to answer it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he, he was saying um, something that I can only guess was predicated on the uh, grand claims requires grand evidence type of thinking, but that's not true. You know, if, if I say um, I won the lottery, that is a grand claim. 
But if all I need is the evidence of my ticket, I don't need any type of grand special evidence for that. I don't need, it's like a one in a what, 500 million chance that I won the lottery. But if I won, I won. And if uh, even furthermore, if 500 people say, yeah, we saw his ticket and he won, that is good evidence that I won the lottery. It doesn't matter how grand the claim is. So um, that, so yeah, I mean, th that's my my thoughts on, on that general approach to, to, the, uh, to the idea. And I think T-Jump and I just disagreed on, on whether or not that would be good evidence. And that's okay. All right. Uh, let's carry on there. I think we got a couple more here. I'm just looking into the uh, the live chat there. See if anybody's tagged any questions. And then I'll pop back into the uh, the super chats as I choo-choo uh, in your ears. Once again, everybody, uh, if you're hanging out in the live chat, hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it. Share it out in those spaces. You like having these contentious conversations as well. Uh, uh, you know, you never know... Uh, you never know when something's going to really, really hit a sweet spot with an algorithm. Matters Now for $5. Having the after show says 5.53 million Germans died in World War II for their cause. Does that mean their cause was moral? 417,000 Americans died. Did that make their cause moral? No, I, I don't think either of us said that a cause would be made moral by people dying for it. I, I certainly never said that. I said that um, if a bunch of people claim to observe something and then they went through suffering, great suffering and or death because specifically because of the claim that they observe that thing and they all held fast to it, that would be good evidence and reason to at least consider maybe they really did see what they claimed they saw or experienced. So I said nothing about the morality of it. That's a different discussion I, I'd welcome to have, but um, I, I don't really get the question as far as its relevance to, to the discussion. All right, you got it. Uh, so yeah, it looks like uh, that would be the end of, let's see, uh, we got one in the chat here. Let's just see. Uh, that's not really a question. Just one second there, Luke. I'm just going to comb a few just because I did. It's fine. And, hey, if it's personal stuff, I don't mind. You, you can read anything. All right. So uh, modern day debate. What's more likely? Uh, this one coming uh, from uh, one of our live chatters. So thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Mr. Creenan. Modern day debate. What's more likely? Group psychosis or magic? Is that a question for you? Uh, no, it's just, it's a question. I said tag at modern day debate. So they're asking you what's oh, more uh, likely uh, uh, group psychosis or magic. Um, yeah. So group psychosis um, or, or um, uh, group hallucinations are, are things that really scientifically we don't have examples of ha happening. There, there's like one or two examples of it being claimed to happen. Um, but I don't know that it's ever been proved to happen. Um, and however, I, I would grant that. Sure. Is it a possibility but what we do with evidence is we compile all the pieces and then we say, what direction does it point? So for instance, real quick here, if my fingerprints are on a gun used for a murder, is that proof that I did it? No. But if my fingerprints are on the gun and my wife says I wasn't home that night and there's CCTV footage of me walking into the apartment where the murder happened, all of a sudden, any single one of those things, we could say, well, does that really prove it? Well, is that really a slam dunk? No. And I don't think any single point that I made was a slam dunk. But, um, you know, I couldn't get through it out through an answer without being interrupted. But um, I think that the points do stack up to point in a direction. And I think that that's how we, we tend to assess history and claims. 
Uh, so, uh, Mr. Creenden is striking back. Maybe, Mr. Creenden, you want to get into our modern-day debate Discord. I think you can find Luke in there, and you can ask uh, all kinds of questions. But let's uh, uh, see. He said, uh, Luke, not true. I've studied the field. We have many well-documented inc- instances of it. Oh, cool. All right, man. I mean, maybe post some links. Shoot me some DMs. I'm always open to learn. Uh, post them for people to see. Send them to me for me to see. That's fine. All right. Any closing thoughts uh, for you, Luke, there? Uh, you know, give you up to a minute or so on the floor to give your thoughts and uh, uh, closing thoughts on the case for creation. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I'll, I'll just jump back to the the little bit about a minute of, of my my closing of my opening, if you will, that I just didn't get to finish. So um, I think we need to ask ourselves, does does free will exist, does intent exist, and does morality exist? I think that all three of those things necessitate a creator, which you could call a god, depending on which type of creator you're appealing to. Um, I think the problem problem for Tom is that he acts as though morality and free will and intent does exist. In a debate on gun ownership, he spoke out in favor of minimizing gun violence. He said fascist governments are bad because it's wrong to kill people and give them a fair, and not give them a fair trial. In a super straight debate against Vosh, he said that he thinks that it ought to be the case that anything someone genuinely feels should be accepted by society. These are all statements of ought and what should be, um, and they presuppose things like free will, intent, and morality. Um, and so I, I think that we need to keep that in mind. Uh, I, I think that the evidence, as I said, as you take it and parse it out into its pieces does point towards a creator. And lastly, I'll just close by saying, I think unfortunately these debates tend to very quickly get down to the most narrow point of a funnel. And I think we should start up at the top. So the top might look like, can we know anything at all? Then after that might might, might move down to how do we know anything at all? Um, so these are questions of like simulation theory, brain in a vat theory. Then if we agree that we can know something and our, we presuppose our reality is in fact reality, then we can say, okay, what makes the most sense of the reality we experience? And then we can get down to a specific God and see which evidences point uh, in which direction. I think that's the best way to, to explore claims uh, of any sort. And uh, that's what I try to do. That's what I'd encourage anyone to try to do. All right. I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, actually, one other question uh, from Cheese is, I'll just answer it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind uh, when I'm making burgers to have uh, uh, to have Swiss and cheddar, just just both just stacked on top of each other. All right. There, that's for you. Thanks, everybody, for coming out to Modern Day Debate. So, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thanks, Luke, for coming out and sticking it out. So, uh, cheers, everybody. We'll see. You. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.